Louis XIII and Anne of Austria were married in their early teens. Like all royal marriages, theirs was a political one, joining the French Bourbon dynasty and the Spanish Habsburgs, and though the queen herself was called Anne of Austria, she never actually visited Austria during his reign. While the marriage was consummated immediately, the two then went several years without having relations. Louis XIII was often ill, suffering from significant intestinal issues, and typically preferred the company of his male favorites and later mistresses to that of his wife. Even when marital relations resumed, Anne did not conceive, suffering no less than four stillbirths from 1619 to 1631. Still childless, Louis XIII's Bourbon line was practically in crisis mode as the king and queen reached their thirties, to the extent that the nation itself prayed for the royal couple, and Anne herself was compelled to make pilgrimages and visit a number of shrines. Finally, when Anne was thirty-six years old, she became pregnant. On September 4, 1638, Anne delivered a healthy baby boy, a dauphin for France. Louis XIV was, like all royal children, born in full view of the court, all the more special because he was the first male child born to the Bourbon dynasty in more than thirty years. As an infant, Louis was often referred to as God-given. Just two years later, Anne bore a second son, Philippe. Louis XIII saw little of his sons, complaining about Louis XIV's reluctance to interact with him on a rare visit, but Queen Anne took great joy in spending time with the two young boys, in particular Louis. One of the Queen's attendants called playing with the young prince her great pleasure in life. Anne shared meals, playtime, baths and her love of the theatre with her sons. The Sun King himself would later write, Nature was responsible for the first knots which tied me to my mother, but attachments formed later by shared qualities of the spirit are far more difficult to break than those formed merely by blood. Motherhood certainly brought the queen a joy her marriage had not, but it also brought growing political power. French queens held no power, save for the potential for regency, which had been the case with Louis XIII's mother, Marie de' Medici, who was queen regent when eight-year-old Louis XIII succeeded the assassinated Henry IV to the throne. Unlike his mother and his son, however, Louis XIII was far less interested in actually wielding power, mostly handing off the duties of running France to his famous chief minister, Cardinal Richelieu. Anne's power increased somewhat with the death of Richelieu in 1642, since Richelieu's protégé, Cardinal Jules Mazarin, favoured the queen. Moreover, by 1642 the king himself was sick, and the adroit Mazarin could sense who was likely to rule in the wake of his death, given that his sons were still young children. By May 1643, Louis XIII was on his deathbed, and he had the four-year-old Dauphin brought to him. Upon asking the young child if he knew who he was, the Dauphin replied, Louis the Fourteenth, father, with his father rebuking, You are not Louis the Fourteenth yet. Louis the Thirteenth died on May 14, 1643, likely from tuberculosis. At four years and eight months old, Louis the Fourteenth became King of France.
Louis XIII had succeeded his assassinated father as a child and came of age with a regent council controlling power until he was in his late teens. Thus, in his will he tried to establish a similar model for his young son. Upon his death, however, Anne of Austria had his will annulled, which had the effect of doing away with the regent council, thereby making her the sole regent. Even still, the child king Louis XIV had a happier childhood than many royal children. Following his father's death, his close relationship with his mother continued even as she effectively ruled. Anne took a strong interest in his education and upbringing, ensuring Louis was provided an academic education, a religious one, a social one, and a physical one.